All right, Stanko Stan's movie check-in. Movies I've seen over the past couple of days. You already got my rant about The Old Guard, which I posted a couple days ago, which I thought stunk, and then I found out that was well-reviewed and people enjoyed it? Consider my mind blown? I was shocked when I looked at the reviews after recording my quick take, and I was like, what? Has people's, like, standards for being good? dropped that far did i did i expect too much i don't i don't know i thought it was bad anyways we're gonna review uh we're gonna touch on some movies that i've watched recently and first we are going to touch on a movie called piranha no not piranha 3d no piranha from 1968 a horror comedy satire which I will admit to kind of not getting the satire until later in the movie, which may have definitely kind of clouded my judgment. Um, but yeah, classic 1968-style horror where you got some uh, a young couple hiking in the woods and then something terrible happens to them after they do something mischievous that they shouldn't have done and they pay the price. Naturally, 1960s horror for you. Or 1970s horror, excuse me, released 1978, not 68. Should probably get that right off the bat, but hey, we're going with the flow here. We're going off the cuff. So the thing about this movie that stood out to me most, the thing that stood out about Piranha most, is this escalates in terms of consequences and stakes dramatically and quickly. First, it's just the opening couple. Then all of a sudden there's a camp of children who are put in harm's way. And then before we know it, the government is in it and the entire ocean and and all the world is at the mercy of these deadly eating piranhas. So, yeah, it increases rather quickly. Um, Now, the one thing I will say is come the end of this movie, when the piranhas get to the children's camp, uh, they kill children. They eat children. It's not just save the children feel good excuse me, as uh, as the children survive toward the end. No, uh, the children get eaten, the children get killed, and there are some consequences. And it immediately shocked me a bit. And I will admit, I was happy with that shock because I was expecting the, the horror movie, oh no, we'll get there just in time to get the kids out of the water and we'll find a way to solve everything. But no, that is not the case. Uh, some of the kids do get harmed. Now, not the main child of the main character, uh, that was played by Bradford Dillman. But regardless, children still die and was not expecting. And then the ending to this movie is not uplifting either. Uh, they try and do a little bit like The Thing, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, which came out in 1982. Uh, and it was just kind of those things where you don't know uh, what happened. Um, you don't know if the hero is going to live or die. You don't know if the the evil fish have been uh, eliminated or not per se. It kind of ends with a little bit of a cliffhanger and leaves you wondering. Um, which again, I liked, but again, I started, I think I started to understand this movie too late as as it was going. Uh, like the first hour I was, I was not bored, but I was watching it secondhand. I was doing other stuff and never gripped me. I was able to, to meander around and maybe clean my living room while I was on the TV. And it was only during the last like 20, 30 minutes where I was like, Oh, all right. This is starting to like kind of, kind of come together. So that's, that's kind of where I was at with this movie. Uh, so we'll say the one thing about this movie that's going to stick with me is the searing sound whenever they go to the POV of the piranhas in the water attacking whomever. Uh, it is high screeching and it is searing into your brain. It's not like, it's not iconic like psycho searing, 
but it's something where, you, all right, you definitely know something's happening right now, and, and they go for it. Um, so, yeah, Piranha, the 1978, not 68, 78 uh, horror comedy satire sort of thing. And the satire is about the government uh, wanting to oversee everything and wanting to take control and wanting to do things to better themselves, and that's the whole satire part of it, that I believe, uh, covering things up, etc., putting people at risk uh, for the benefit of something else. That's the satire, I think, that, re- that they're really going with here. And maybe science exploration, uh, getting too greedy with it and experimenting things they don't need to. That's the satire they're going for. But again, I don't think I fully understood it because I did not enjoy this movie uh, to its fullest extent, uh, admittedly so, until it was too late in the picture. So for me, this is a Piranha gets a Stanker rating of a D, a 1.5 out of 5 stars. But it's not a wholly, like... I'm not going to say don't watch it because I think for, for what it is, I didn't expect it to be good. And I don't think I think reviews for it were, were OK. And it wasn't great. It wasn't good. But I wasn't like like let down. I was like, all right, that's kind of what I expected. It didn't expect it to be great. Maybe I was like, it was fine. It was like I knew it was I knew what it was going to be. So if you like these types of movies, if you just want to put something out on the background and get a taste for some late nineteen seventies horror, uh, get the the music and the the classic tropes and characteristics that go with that type of genre, this movie will, will suit you fine and suit you just well. And if you want to leave with a kind of depressed ending, Piranha is the movie for you. So Stanker rating of a D and one point five out of five stars. Second movie that I watched recently was Miss Meadows. Miss Meadows, a 2014 movie directed by Karen Lee Hopkins, written by her as well, starring Katie Holmes, as well as James Badge Dale, Callan Mulvey. Mulvey? Gonna be honest, I don't know how to pronounce his name. You recognize his face as soon as you see him, as well as Gene Smart who I did recognize immediately from HBO's latest series, Watchmen, was very happy to see her back. Uh, But Miss Meadows centers around a a proper elementary school teacher, played by Katie Holmes, only known as Miss Meadows, who moonlights as a vigilante. They uh, they say moonlights like a vigilante, uh, but really that's not in a lot of the movie, and it's not better for it. So, yeah, basically, Miss Meadows is your idyllic Mary Poppins Red Riding Hood, perfect, soft-spoken, eloquent, and understanding elementary school teacher. She's there as a substitute, new to the area, helping kids understand the death of their former teacher, always being there for them, making sure they're never scared, giving them them life lessons. Yes, of course. But deep inside, she's just killing scum in this small town who I guess are corrupting it to a degree where her neighbors are putting cages on their windows. Yeah, but she's killing everyone who, who's being rude. She cites that they don't deserve uh, the sympathy because taxpayers have to... She goes on a big giant soliloquy when she uh, tells someone who had murdered people in a hot dog store that he should kill himself when he's thinking about it. And she goes on this diatribe. I don't, I'm not worrying about spoilers in this movie because it's from 2014. And frankly, it's just not that good of a movie. So I'm not strongly recommending it to anybody. So yeah, she has her reasons why she doesn't do it. She also has a traumatic part, uh, traumatic past. Why did I just break out into like a Boston accent there in the middle? That was weird. Anyway, she has a traumatic past. Uh, her family was gunned down in front of her just by some drive-by shooters at a wedding. So naturally, she's not a huge fan of that. Uh, so... 
we see her call her mother constantly throughout the movie, but we find out later on that her mother died. To my knowledge, this is the way I interpreted it, is her mother died, and she's a little bit messed up in the head, and she's calling to try and, like, like, like psych herself up or talk to herself to understand herself, like her own little self-therapy. And then there's a final phone call where she said she has to say goodbye, and the last black and white flashback scene makes me think that the mother's dead and that she's saying goodbye to that self-understanding. And whether it be holding her back or pushing her forward, she's saying to that, that, that piece of her. Uh, so that's kind of like that. That's Miss Meadows. Um, and so over the course of the movie, she gets romantically entangled with the sheriff, only known as the sheriff, played by James Badge Dale. It's a little bit uh, ironic that his middle name is Badge, and uh, he's the sheriff because he wears a badge, right? Funny. Um, don't think they did that on purpose, but they get romantically entangled. Uh, they, it's it's lovably awkward. It's and then all of a sudden Miss Meadows gets pregnant because after James Badgedale and her hooked up, she gets pregnant. They're going to get married, but about halfway through the movie, it's introduced. Uh, we get introduced to I believe it's Skylar. Skylar, yes, played by uh, Callan Mulvey, um, and he's a he's a bad dude. He's a child molester, and he he's a bad dude. But and he, they play up the bad newness. He's also mean to a dog as well. So they really play up his bad characterness. Um, but basically, he kind of comes in halfway through the movie. He's like a looming presence, and then in the end. He's the climactic scene uh, where he kidnaps a young uh, student who had grown extremely attached to Miss Meadows because they shared a secret together. Um, And so then they come face to face and and then there's the ending. Um, The thing about this movie is it's it's just it it doesn't know what it is. It does. I was confused by it. Like, in the beginning, it set this tone where, like, Katie Holmes and Miss Meadows is going to be, like, a Ryan Reynolds-esque, uh, like, snarky, sassy talk back, but be super nice guy sort of thing. But as the movie went on, they got they got away from the vigilante stuff. They play more into her romantic relationship with the sheriff, which I just didn't find interesting at all. And then... There was one rather, I don't know want to say touching, but the most memorable scene is when she has a conversation with the young girl, Heather, uh, after Heather broke into her house and they share their secrets together and it's a little bit emotional and this is before uh, Miss Meadows calls, quote unquote, her mom for the last time, which was a decent scene, but it, every it's like, it's based, this movie had a really interesting premise and I really liked the idea of it and it's the idea of just, it's a classic thing of, of a wolf in sheep's clothing, literally, uh, except this wolf is a vigilante killing bad guys. So it's like another twist on it. Great. But it's like you're getting into a sports car super excited, but then there's a, a flat tire and also like the radio doesn't work and you get lost in the GPS all at the same time. You don't know. It's just there's so much potential and nothing, none of it revs together. None of it comes together. They're constantly churning gears, just trying to go to the next pl- next plot point, next plot point, next plot point, um, and it. I just I didn't enjoy. I didn't really enjoy myself. Um, and the the ending, the ending just wasn't wasn't very good. I'm having a hard time talking about it because I just this honestly is just not a very good movie. 
there are some scenes that I'm going to remember for just being weird. The sex scene between Miss Meadows and the sheriff is is odd. Um, and I think it's meant to be odd because she's kind of got that, that ignorance is bliss. Like she she's so proper that it's it's lovably awkward. It's trying to be. And it's they're just it's just not very good. Um, I'm like, I'm looking at my notes and I'm trying to see if there's anything else that really sticks out. Oh, well, she does. Miss Meadows, there is another scene that I did enjoy. She does kill a priest who was molesting kids and she rightfully killed the priest. And I've like, and again, it's, she's perceptive that when the kids are struggling and the kids trust her. So she's able to find these people who are being bad. And so she kills the priest. And it's the second movie I've seen in three days where uh, someone kills a priest for being, doing something bad. So that's why it just burned into my head. But it's just... It, the Miss Meadows movie is not very good. Um, this got a Stanko rating of a D, 1.5 out of 5 stars. I was expecting kind of something that was at least interesting and held my attention and, and was unique enough to to keep me interested the entire time. And this movie really, really fell off over the last half hour. Um, I think Katie Holmes is fine. I think all the acting is fine. I just don't think it was... I just don't think it all came together great. It's like trying to smush puzzle pieces together and the corners are just a little bit off, but you make it work anyway. You're going to get some resemblance of what you're looking for, but it's going to look like an abstract painting and it's not going to look like a crisp premium popper. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Miss Meadows, a 2014 movie, a stanker rating of a D and 1.5 out of 5 stars. Another movie had on for some background noise while doing work was a ghost team released in 2016 and if you haven't heard of this movie i don't blame you because i hadn't heard of it until it randomly came up on one of my streaming things and i was like oh i can watch this it was hulu that's the one it came up on it's like oh i could watch this and not have to pay that much attention and get some work done and maybe entertained um and entertained is maybe a loose term my expectations going into ghost team were incredibly low um but for for what it was, I guess I was uh, I was somewhat entertained. I don't really know. Uh, it's a less than thirty minute kind of comedy horror thriller thing, uh, just with a cast of characters. Um, a paranormal obsessed man. This is the synopsis of it. A paranormal obsessed man mounts his own investigation into the beyond with his depressed with his depressed best friend, misfit nephew, uh, cable access medium. And an over-eager security guard. So there you go. There's your mishmash of people. Not the most uh, invigorating of uh, log lines, if you will, to keep you intrigued. But what well, what are you gonna do? Uh, John Heater plays uh, plays the lead, Louis. He's like the guy reading the whole entire thing, and his depressed friend Stan is played by David Crumholtz. And guess what? David Crumholtz is the best character in the movie. Uh, at least for me, he had the best kind of one-liners. Uh, in the end, he's kind of paraphrasing it, and he says something along the lines of, if you asked me yesterday if I wanted to die, I would have said yes. If you asked me today if I want to die, the answer is maybe. And then he does something heroic, which is a, a, a stupid, simple line, but it... Listen, credit to David Krumholtz. He does the most of, of what he can minimal in this movie. Again, this movie is not going to... It's Honestly, this is a movie to either watch when you're stoned and maybe get a few laughs or to just throw on if you're, like, having a campfire outside and you throw this on a giant screen for people just to 
kind of somewhat pay attention to. There's not a lot going on to it. You can come in halfway through and immediately get the sense of what's really happening. Um, I'm looking up uh, David Krumholtz is now IMDb just because I'm curious. And there's not a lot recently. Most of it is TV. Um, Yeah, most of it is TV. The Plot Against America... Uh, recently out, and I guess he was, he's going to be in the new season of The Twilight Zone. Anyways, that was a distraction. Uh, Ghost, ta- Ghost Team, there is kind of one plot twist at the end where they're in this haunted barn, and it turns out not to be haunted with the things one would expect. It turns out that there's some uh, nefari- nefarious uh, criminals involved. Honestly, it was kind of a lot like Scooby-Doo in that way, where it wouldn't have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. And these, like, young adults meddling in this haunted barn. Um, so the, the, movie's not, the movie's not great, guys. The movie is it's strictly fine. It, the expectations were low. So I guess, uh, unlike Miss Meadows, where maybe I was expecting more and disappointed, um, and I gave Miss Meadows a D, I'm giving Ghost Team a D plus because there were a few chuckles in there. There were some moments where I just, just turned my head away and didn't look out of embarrassment or whatever, but... It was fine. It was a Hulu 90-minute horror comedy that had a few laughs. It poked fun at a couple of the the cliches in the horror movie genre, and I will not be watching it again. I will probably forget about it in a month, but it gets a D+. It's, for what it is, straight to streaming to Hulu. uh, Like, I think it was straight to streaming. I don't know if it was straight to streaming. Maybe not, 2016. But now it's strictly being viewed more on streaming than anything else. Um, That is what it is. Justin Long is in this movie. Uh, he plays the over-eager security guard. Again, this is just going to be a tangent here before I wrap up on Ghost Team. But Justin Long, the last thing, the last movie that I recognized him in uh, was that uh, Live Free or Die Hard, the PG-13 version of Die Hard, which was just, frankly, not as good as the other Die Hards. Well, that's not true. The last Die Hard movie sucked where he discovered his son. Um, I don't even remember that one. That one doesn't count. I think I think they came out on a Valentine's Day, and I went to go see that by myself. Happy Valentine's Day to me, right? Ha ha ha. Um, yeah. So Justin Long is in this, and he's not. I haven't seen him in much either. If I'm being honest with you, he was in Tusk that I didn't see, but I've heard of that one before. Anyways, Ghost Team D plus. I'm rambling here because the movie there's not a lot to talk about the movie. If you want a stupid comedy sort of thing to watch, fall asleep too great. Ghost Team is your thing. D plus, 2.0 out of 5 stars. Guns Akimbo. What a fucking movie. This movie is absolutely wild. Directed and written by Jason Lee Howden. Guns Kimbo was released February 2020. I admit I hadn't heard of it or seen it until today. But, I mean, talking about hitting all my fun buttons, Guns Kimbo really does that. Even if it's not the the best movie ever or the most well-made movie ever. But, goddamn, it is entertaining as all heck. And it it's a wonderful watch on Amazon Prime. Something I just was not expected. Uh, the quick synopsis for Guns Akimbo is uh, a guy played by Daniel Radcliffe by the name of Miles. He's uh, newly acquired some gladiator skills, uh, meaning guns bolted to his hands, and has to try and save his ex-girlfriend, uh, Nova, uh, from some kidnappers 
after uh, Miles is kind of uh, put into this game called Schism, which is a live streaming kill fest. So basically, this this movie really it combined me of the phoneticism and the the beautiful ugly choppiness of Death Race. Um, it, he's a person who hates his job, who ends up killing people and gets comfortable with it. So that's like wanted. It reminded me of Green Room because of just the violence. It was unexpected to begin with and then just didn't let up and it just puts you in a mood. It reminded me a little bit of Nerve because, again, the live streaming thing with millions of people watching and testing yourself and getting you out of your comfort zone. The whole movie is absolutely bonkers. There's there's no other way to describe it. It is just absolutely bonkers. And it 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 really it lets you know in the first... I sent the Snapchat to some people 50 minutes in the movie going, I have found this movie. It is good for me. It's not for everybody, but man, oh, man, it is good for me. Um, so just, I mean, it, it creates its own world. And there's, there's, I mean, you could, we could talk about the plot, sure. Like, he needs to rescue his girlfriend, great. But, or we can talk about how it just puts you in a mood and just, it doesn't let up. I will say that the first... Half of the movie is stronger than the second half. I think they struggle a little bit in carrying the momentum going on. Um, but I think the one thing we can say is that my love fest for Samara Weaving is still absolutely through the roof. Um, I first fell in love with her when I saw her in Ready or Not, which is on HBO, HBO Max, HBO Go, wherever. And everyone should watch it because that movie last year was one of the best surprises I had ever seen in a movie theater and I enjoyed the hell out of it and she was amazing and then I saw her in the before that actually I even saw her in the babysitter which I didn't even know she was like the star of but I, I love that movie I remember recommending that friend to movies and they really liked because it it's out of nowhere and then I watched mayhem earlier this past year which is another action shoot em up 90 minutes put you in a mood and just get all the the adrenaline flowing through your veins type movie she was a she was a little bit in three billboards uh, outside ebbing missouri so you know just an oscar contender no biggie and now she's in guns akimbo another crazy out of this world action movie and she's just kicking ass wielding guns being smirky sassy and, and sexy and scary all at the same time it's crazy I'm looking at her IMDb now. I'm finding out she's going to be in Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. And guess what? I have no desire to see that movie, but now I might see it because she's in it. Samara Weaving, you are batting a thousand in my book. Just absolutely wonderful and absolutely love it. But So Guns Akimbo, it has creative kills. I mean, it has... it's. Also, oh, it also reminds me of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Because there's a video game aspect to it where there's things flashing up on the screen. And it's like, it, Miles has a, a limited amount of ammo in his guns. And rather than him saying, oh, I have 38 bolts left in my right hand, they'll just flash number 38 when he starts firing away. Um, and it's, it, it, so it's a bunch of movies. It's, it's everything combined into one. And I... It's a movie that's really unlike any I ever saw, and uh, admittedly, this is not for everybody. This is a very niche sort of thing, and Jason Lee Howden, I'm going to look at his his IMDb now, looking at this live. This is his second major directorial debut. His first one was uh, Deathgasm in 2015, which I could say I've never heard of. Um, Yeah, I've never heard of it, so... There's that, but it's got a 6.3 on IMDb, which is the same rating as Guns Akimbo. 
he's also been attached to for visual effects for War for Planet of the Apes. That's not too bad on the TV show Legion. Um, the Hobbit, the Battle of the Five Armies. I'm pretty sure that was the last one, which really stunk. He was also Hobbit of Desolation of Smog, which was okay. And The Unexpected Journey. Um, but basically, this movie is, is absolutely crazy. If you like movies, like a really, really R-rated version of Nerve. If you like Scott Program vs. The World, but you like it a little bit on, on some massive drugs. If you like... Uh, if you like Ready or Not, I think you'll like this movie because, again, there's violence and, and blood more than you expect. And it, it's confident in the mood that it sets. Um, it's, it's also just funny. There are just, it's, there are just so many little things about it that I really like. It's funny. It makes you chuckle. It shows the same five people watching the stream the entire time, but it does a really good job. It has Daniel Radcliffe, who I think really does have a knack for comedy, which is as stupid as this sounds, but he's done a really good job breaking away from his Harry Potter mold. I mean, he's mostly for Harry Potter, sure, but uh, he's in that. He was in the new show Miracle Workers, I think, which was on TBS. So he was going comedy there. He was in the recent comedy on uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy versus the Reverend TV movie sort of thing. And he's really gone absolutely crazy with getting out of the Harry Potter world. He's really just kind of gone full brow, deal with me, I'm going to do what I can. Swiss, a Swiss Army Man, another weird movie that he was in. Now You See Me Too, that was a really bad movie. He was in Jungle, which was actually really good and I enjoyed it. Him trapped in the Jungle. I like The Woman in Black, I mean, which was his first movie after uh, Harry Potter and That the House Part 2. So consider me a Danny Radcliffe fan post post Harry Potter because he, he does an all right job. But all right, Guns Akimbo. This this movie is bonkers. There's no there's there's no other way to describe it. Just that I really enjoyed it. I'm literally I'm talking through my rating right now. This is probably gonna get a stanker rating of a B, uh, with a with a three point five. No, it's gonna be a four point zero out of five stars. It's a B. A high B, but a 4.5 out of 5 stars rating for pure entertainment value. This thing is not for everybody. This thing is not going to win awards. There are some problems with the plot where sometimes the drone just appear and disappear out of nowhere. But it's, 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 it's good. It's entertaining. It's my type of movie. Sue me. This is the type of movie that I love to watch. It's a stupid action movie that's confident in what it is with some comedy and some moral weaving. We have a new crush on. Absolutely kicking ass. So all for it. Guns Akimbo, this gets a B, 4.0 out of 5 ratings, Stanko ratings. Strong recommend. Streaming on Amazon Prime. It's a brisk 90 minutes. Don't watch it with your parents. Uh, I mean, can we say just the grossest part about this movie for me is when you had to eat the cold hot dog. Not the guns, not the gore, none of that stuff. That all was flamboyant, over the top, and grotesque, sure. But it's eating the cold hot dog off the ground. That was just like, oh, no, that's gross. So, uh, listen, Guns Akimbo, B, Stanko rating, 4.0 out of 5 stars. Big fan. Everyone should check it out if you like these types of movies on Amazon Prime.